You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. My name is Pastor Michael E. Tong, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I'm also a co-founder of a word from the Lord, Inc. And when you get an opportunity, I would love for you to visit our website at awftl with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. AWF is uh, the initials for Word from the Lord, with spelled out, Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. And you can get to know our ministry and our vision. And in short, our vision is to share the Word of God with as many people as we can, and in many ways as we can, in Jesus' name. So if you'd like to support our ministry, after you listen to the message, God use uh, this message to touch and reach you in such a way that you would like to give. Uh, visit that website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael McKimbleEton.org or call 1-855-510-1397. To announce that we will begin broadcasting on the first Sunday in June of 2023 on the Now Television Network. It's the second largest African-American television network. And it also is a satellite uh, also. And we're going to be broadcasting uh, throughout Europe. Uh, we heard in London, Paris, throughout that corridor, as well as all over Africa. So we are excited about joining the team at the Now Television Network. We're calling all of our prayer warriors to begin to intercede on behalf of the television program that God would use it in mighty and awesome ways to impact the body of Christ not only in America we'll be heard in America but all around the world so we want to thank you in advance for praying and now we're going to take you to the 11 a.m. service at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley Oklahoma where I serve as the senior pastor we're going to be sharing a message today on Sunday, December the 17th, 2023, entitled Caesar Augustus, a Unlikely Statute. Caesar Augustus, an Unlikely Statute. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And now, without any further ado, let's get into the service where we'll get into the Word. And as I send out uh, the list, I want you to continue to pray for the people of God because the devil don't take any breaks, amen? It's a holiday for us, but the devil ain't giving us a break and people are still going through. And we need to continue to intercede and pray on behalf of the people of God, amen? Hey, man, I let you know on Wednesday night about the opportunity. Uh, our first uh, tree is a 26-foot tree uh, where you can, uh, at the train depot, you can go out and uh, give uh, custom ornaments uh, that you can make uh, for the tree. And we want to encourage you to do that. If you're crafty, I want you to go on out and celebrate with the city. Amen? Amen and praise the Lord. And uh, this coming 
New Year's Eve night, we're going to be with our sister church, Ecclesia. It's going to start at 1030, and we're going to ring in the new year uh, with our sister church and any who would like to come and be involved with that. That's December the 31st, and at 10 p.m., we're going to ring in the new year uh, with Ecclesia. My, 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 time is passing by uh, so fast. And before you know it, we'll be in 2024. Amen. I can remember when 2000 was a big deal. And it was 1999. That was a big year. 24 years later. <laughs> Somebody's getting older. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you see, I was trying to get past that. Okay. <laughs> Amen and praise the Lord. We're continuing the series that I've entitled The Unlikely Series as we've been looking in the life of some of the people that God used during this Advent or this Christmas holiday and season and we it's always you hear even in secular Christmas movies they talk about miracles at Christmas times and and they can they get that from uh, these stories uh, uh, stories like Zechariah who was chose to be the father of John the baptizer who was old and Elizabeth who was Oh, past childbearing age, and God manifested a miracle and gave birth uh, to uh, John and old sister Mary. Uh, she was a miracle uh, because she was the only virgin to give birth to a child. And uh, oh, brother John, the unlikely son, because. Because of his parents and their old age, it's miracles upon miracles upon miracles happen during this holiday season. Today we're going to look at Caesar Augustus, an unlikely statue. And this is another great miracle. We're going to continue on with Joseph, Jesus, and we're going to end on the 31st with you. You are an unlikely story. Uh, that God wants to use during this holiday season and beyond. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today, again, we're going to talk about Caesar Augustus, a unlikely statue. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2. Would you please stand in reverence to the Word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the Word of God. Um, it's two slides. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that census should be taken from the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth, Galilee, Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David. Because he was alone in the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting the age Hey man, you may be seated in the household of the Lord. Uh, today we're going to talk for a message. Caesar Augustus, the unlikely statue. Caesar! The Caesar of the Christmas story, the census of the Christmas story, and Christ of 
the Christmas story of the three points this morning, the Caesar of the Christmas story, the census of the Christmas story, the Christ of the Christmas story. We want Christians to know today that Christians should trust in the providence of God. Christians should trust in the providence of God or the timing of God. We're going to look at this brief video and then we'll get to the word. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son. And wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's look at this on the maps. This was Israel in Jesus' day. And if you have good eyes, uh, I got to walk up. I guess my eyes ain't good as I thought it was. <laughs> right up here is Nazareth. And uh, Nazareth is where Joseph and Mary stayed. And old brother Caesar Augustus, put towards uh, a census, and uh, he did the census, and uh, old brother Joseph and Mary had to leave right here, and they had to come all the way down, all the way down, all the way down to Bethlehem. I always love saying Bethlehem during the holiday season. Bethlehem, that's you, Bethlehem. They said that it would take uh, 12, Jesus' 12 grown men, to make that journey from Galilee, to which this is where it is, Galilee, a four days' journey uh, to come down here when they made a trip to Jerusalem. Uh, so I imagine it took them a little longer uh, to get down there, but it definitely was not convenient at all. Uh, that's today's text on the maps, on the maps. Point number one, the Caesar of Christmas. I, to tell you the truth, I've never heard anybody spend much time on uh, Caesar, especially during the Christmas holiday. Um. And uh, also, as I shared, if you follow along on Wednesday nights, uh, 
I never hear anybody talk about John, the baptizer, doing the Christmas time or the Christmas story. But God doesn't have people in the Bible or his word to be ignored. You see, it's very important to mention John the baptizer and his parents because of what went on in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament prophesied that before the Messiah would come, um, that there would be a prophet who was like Elisha who would go before him. So that's why it's important to keep John in the Christmas story and to keep Zechariah and uh, his wife Elizabeth in the gospel story because God was keeping his promises. He is a promise keeper. Okay. And it's important to mention uh, Caesar as well because he plays a very prominent role in fulfilling, once again, another Old Testament prophet as to where the Messiah would be born. You see, the Old Testament prophecy did not say that the Messiah would be born in Nazareth. Okay, the Old Testament prophet, it, it tells uh, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, and, and, and which is interesting, and I always like to pontificate on Bethlehem because uh, you would think that God would have sent his son uh, to be born over there in Jerusalem, uh, to, to, to be born in the best hospital or amongst uh, the best uh, women who uh, give birth, but oh, God sent uh, his son to be born in a little old place called Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. It seems like that in our day and time, we despise the small things. Uh, we think that if it's not a crowd of 20,000, if it's not a crowd of 50,000, if it's not a crowd of thousands of people, then uh, we think that somehow God is limited in his power in those kind of places. Uh, but Bethlehem is on the map uh, uh, to show you that God is not impressed uh, oh, with big places and big crowds, uh, especially if they do not know him. If they do not worship him, uh, he's not impressed like we are impressed. Uh, oh, with the big churches on the television. Oh, with the big preachers. Uh, oh, who preach the big crowds. Uh, oh, we worship. Oh, that preacher and that crowd as opposed to worshiping the God that we serve who said wherever two or three are gathered together in his name that he's in the midst which lets us know that God is not limited in Bethlehem. He, he's not limited in Paoli. He, he's not limited in Davis. He's not limited in the small places. He's as powerful in the small places as he is in any other place. Oh, because our God is our God and he's all powerful wherever he is and wherever folk believe in his name. Hey, hello, 
tell somebody, Bethlehem, you better believe in his name. Uh, I'm so glad I can believe in his name here in Paul's Valley and not have to run off to Dallas uh, or run off to Oklahoma City oh, to get into the presence of God and to get God to move on my behalf. I, I'm so glad uh, that God can be God right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, and I can call on his name in Jesus' name, right? Right where I am. I can call on his name. Oh, and that's why I'm so excited. Oh, when I hear about Bethlehem in the scripture. Oh, because in modern history, they would have left Bethlehem out. Oh, if it was man writing this story, they wouldn't have got past Jerusalem. Oh, and some probably wouldn't even have them in Jerusalem. They probably would have sent him over there in Rome to be born. Hello, somebody. Speaking of Rome, let's get back to Caesar. How many Caesars do you know of? Uh, and you may know of them. You may not know of them uh, consciously, but uh, most of us know about uh, the first Caesar, right? Julius Caesar is his name. Many of us know him. Caesar Augustus was the second Caesar. Some of us uh, may have heard in history of Caligula. He was a Caesar. Some of you, uh, and this one will be a hard one, Tiberius, you may have heard him. That was a Caesar. And most of you have been around the church heard of Nero, who was a Caesar. There were 12 Caesars. And some of you may have known or heard of Mark Anthony. Now, Mark Anthony was not an official Caesar, but he did rule parts of Rome. And we've heard of Mark Anthony in history because, oh, he dated a black woman. Yeah. You say a black woman. Yeah, he, played, he dated that, that, that black girl magic called Cleopatra of Egypt. See, that black girl magic has been going on for years. Hello, somebody. Um, but, 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 but Mark Anthony was an official, was not an official Caesar. But this Caesar is one that's mentioned on the pages of Scripture. And to which we always got to tell you that the Bible is a, 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 a sanctified and holy book. And this what we believe in happened in real history. If you go back in history, you'll know that Caesar Augustus was a real person, the second Caesar. Hello, somebody. His name means exalted one. Now, Caesar was not a Christian. Caesar thought he was God. Hello, some small G. Um, but we can look on the faces of Scripture, and many times we can see on Scripture, in Scripture, stuff that happened in history. And Caesar Augustus played a big role in the Christmas story because, again, the Messiah would have to be born in Bethlehem and not in Nazareth. So what God did, he moved the heart of the king. God has the power to move the hearts of the king. Hello, somebody. Proverbs tells us that. And that's what God did to keep his promises. 
He moved in the heart of Caesar Augustus uh, to keep his promises. And Caesar Augustus, when he made uh, a census, uh, oh, they wouldn't have to have a choice. Uh, oh, they had to get to where Caesar told them to go. Hello, somebody. And Caesar told them to go from Nazareth, I showed you on the map, oh, to Bethlehem. And this was the God's divine providence, God's sovereignty, God owes all powerful omnipotent and omnipresent. He used all that in the Christmas story to get the Christmas story right from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And I'm here to tell you today, oh, people of God, oh, we can trust in his power. We can trust in his providence. We can trust in his sovereignty, his ability work to work all things together for our good because we love him and we're called according to his purpose during this holiday season. I told you you need to continue to pray on behalf of the people of God because uh, the devil don't take uh, a holiday. He don't take no days off. Uh, oh, and undoubtedly he's been messing and he's been pressing. He's been messing with your body. He's been messing with your mind. Uh, some of you don't even believe uh, that you're going to be able to have a Christmas to be able to celebrate uh, because, uh, oh, you broke. Uh, oh, you don't have a lot of money, as Murray said in, in, in Sunday school. He remembers the time where he was broke. Hello, somebody. I remember those times uh, when I was broke. Uh, oh, but God was still with me. Oh, and I was still blessed. Uh, oh, I couldn't at times in my life afford steak. Uh, oh, but I always had beans. Uh, hello, somebody. I couldn't afford Oh, some fancy, oh, a pasta. I had to, at times, I had to eat, like Maury said, I had to eat those Roman noodles. Oh, some of y'all don't know about that. I had to eat bologna to survive, but, oh, don't you know that God was there with me in the midst of all of my suffering, in the midst of all of my trials, in the midst of all of my tribulation. God was there. And he worked all things uh, together for my good uh, because I loved him and was called according to his purpose. Uh, if you're here this morning and you're going through, I want you to know that God has not forgotten you. That sometimes uh, you've got to walk your way through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, there'll be low times uh, in your life uh, and high times in your life. Uh, mediocre times uh, in your life. But in and through it all, if you trace uh, the sovereignty of God, if you trace uh, the poverty, the providence of God, you'll see God working all things uh, together for your good. Uh, oh, you may not like uh, the pain in your body right now. You may not like uh, being concerned about stuff that you don't have control of at this time in life, but I'm here to tell you to keep on trusting him. Oh, to keep on believing in him. Oh, to do what the old folks say. I'm going to run on to see what the end's going to be. Uh, Maury told you the end of his life. Uh, he suffered and now he got a little change uh, in the bank. Uh, oh, now he got a few cars. Uh, hello, somebody. 
and more than that he has soul salvation and peace of heart and peace of mind and that's what my God offers during this holiday season but you gotta keep trusting in him and know that God can even use folk in all in politics to provide for you oh let's get a testimony God moved in the heart of the president to give a stimulus check a few times anybody here got stimulated hello somebody that's God moving in the heart of the kings in the heart of the Caesars oh to provide for your every need in Jesus name he still can do it today even as he did it back then in Jesus name we don't trust in Caesar we trust in the God that can move Caesar we don't trust in our presidents we trust in the in the God that can move the hearts of our president hello somebody and that's the Caesar I told you a little bit about Augustus he was a empire emperor of Rome for some reason they call him the first emperor uh, he wasn't the face first Caesar. He was the first emperor. He was adopted by Julius Caesar. I believe he was uh, his uh, grand uh, uh, great uh, uncle or something like that. And he adopted him. Uh, and, and again, his name means exalted. The exalted. He thought he was exalted. He wasn't no God. Hello, somebody. He thought he was a God. He was misled. And we know that Caesar was not a follower of Christianity. But again, he believed himself. To be a God. Yes, he did. Jesus was asked about the Caesar. Mm. In Mark chapter 12, verse 17, what did he tell them to do? He said, render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar and what belongs to God. Render to God. Hello, somebody. And that's what the Christmas story is all about. It's about rendering unto God all the praise that he deserved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The census. I pay attention to the census now more than ever because my wife works for the census. If y'all didn't know. And most of us think that a census is done every 10 years. But I learned through my wife that there are several different censuses that are taking place every year. And she works on different censuses. And, 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 and we learned that Caesar Augustus, uh, I believe they said during his time, there was at least three censuses. One census is mentioned in Acts chapter 5. Um, but, but, but that was uh, common in the day for Rome to take a census. And, and I believe they said that uh, with this census or the census after that, that they had four million people um, who were under the Roman authority and leadership as a result of this census. Um, so it was the census through Caesar that helped set the stage for the Messiah from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Uh, Matthew 
uh, 12, and, 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 and you heard about the, another ruler who was in, in Syria. And, and, and Jesus went to Syria, we, we know, uh, one time, and we, and we think that he went there on vacation, because you remember uh, those Mediterranean waters are, are, are great places uh, for, even to this day, uh, where people go and take vacations. And, and Jesus went up there. That was the farthest, farthest he traveled that we know of on record was up there uh, where uh, this other ruler who was mentioned and mentioned in history. And he has a very, I don't even want to talk about his history, just dirty, dirty history <laughs> about him. Uh, some of you can do that study for yourself. Uh, but Jesus went up here and <clears throat> he tried to go there quiet. Uh, but news spread all around. And they brought people. Hello, somebody who had diseases, who was suffering, acute pain. Is there anybody here uh, suffering, acute pain? Is there anybody here uh, were facing various diseases. They say the respiratory diseases of, of, of COVID and, uh -huh. and, and others uh, are, are being rampant now. But I'm so glad that I have a God who, who can heal that day to this day. Ah, uh -huh. uh, various diseases. Is there anybody here suffering pain in their body? Oh, I can guarantee you that my God, oh, can enable you to get through the pain in your body. And I, oh, if I was to ask everybody to hold up, oh, your hand, whether you have pain in your body, you'll be surprised how many folk, oh, over a certain age would hold their hands up and they'll say, Pastor, I carry pain every day in my body. Hello, somebody. Oh. Those who were demon possessed and those who had seizures and paralyzed, and the Bible says that He healed them all. I'm so glad that Jesus was born to die for my sins. But in the midst of Him being born and dying for my sins, He cares about my every need and He has the power oh, to heal me of diseases. He has the power, oh, to deliver me or enable me to endure the pain in my body. He has the power, oh, to rebuke the demonic forces that are coming against my life and trying to seize me up and paralyze me. I'm so glad that my Jesus has authority over it all and in it all and Jesus name and I'm so glad that God was a promise keeper oh who kept his words oh about John the baptizer being oh oh the Elisha that would go before Jesus I'm so glad that my God kept his words about oh the Messiah being born in Bethlehem and God moved in the heart of Caesar oh to get them in the right place at the right time to fulfill God's word and say anybody here believe that they're in the right place at the right time oh, to experience a miracle from God. Is there anybody 
here who believes. Oh, they don't have to be in a crowd. And they don't have to go before a preacher who's waving his hands amongst thousands of folk to get your healing. You can get your healing right now. Right there in the pulpit. If you believe. Right there in the pew. If you believe that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I believe that he is. And I believe that he has power right now in the midst of oh, the Christmas story to manifest himself right here at Bethlehem in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, that's why I love Christmas holidays. It talks about Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. This last point, the Christ of the Christmas story. Here's the Christ. Joseph also went up from the town of where? Nazareth. Way up there in Galilee to Judah. Uh, to where? To Bethlehem. The town of David. Hello, Bethlehem. Because he belonged to the house in the line of David. Not only him, but Mary too. If you trace both of their uh, lineages, they both uh, could be traced in the lineage of Jesus. Woo! Even though Joseph was a stepdaddy, he still qualified him to be daddy. Somebody get that on the way home. Because we have a lot of great stepdads. Oh, taking the place of dads in our culture, in our society, where they're taking care of children that are not their own. Hello, somebody. But they've been led of God. Oh, to step in. Oh, and to be a father figure. Is there anybody here ever had somebody to step in on your life to be a father figure? Oh, this last Father's Day, we heard about them people in our church oh, who stepped in and gave us the image of a father and God used them in our lives. And there's some here today who were known as stepdads who oh, stepped in and were used of God. Oh, and God would use our brother Joseph. Oh, and he would qualify him. Oh, to be a stepdad to the Lord. And as a result, because he was qualified, somebody's listening at the sound of my voice. And you think that you're not qualified for the job. You think you're not qualified for the time or for the season. But I want you to know that anybody whom God calls, he qualifies. Hello, somebody, somebody. Don't think they're qualified to be a preacher. Don't think they're qualified to be a teacher. But whom God calls, guess what? He qualifies in Jesus' name. And you're qualified to do whatever it is that God called you to do it. Even if other folk look at you and think that you're not worth it. If other folk look at you and think you're not educated enough. If other folk look at you and think you didn't come from the right family. Other folk may look at you. But God through this Christmas story is letting somebody 
somebody know today that he's about to bless you with an opportunity that you may think you're not qualified for and right now God is giving you his qualification to prepare you for the place that he's about to take you in Jesus name so when you get there you won't have imposter syndrome hello somebody anybody know about imposter syndrome oh anybody like oh that they're singing and not qualified to sing they get a job and don't take their qualified God puts you in a place and he qualifies you before he puts you in a place so you better rebuke that devil's thought of you being an imposter no you're not an imposter you are a child of the living God let me say that again you're not an imposter you're a child of the living God in whom he calls he qualifies in Jesus name in Jesus name so you better get ready get ready get ready for this door that's about to open in Jesus name and if you won't take that blessing I'll take it myself hello somebody oh time of Christmas say miracles do happen and the Christ of the story came about because God sent him to Bethlehem in Jesus name and this is one of my favorite texts being the pastor of Bethlehem but you Bethlehem Ephrathah mm -hmm. who are what small amongst the clan of Judah out of you will come forth for me what one to be ruler over Israel hello qualifications <laughs> whom he calls he qualifies he didn't even qualify Jesus hello somebody because if Jesus would have been born in Nazareth uh, them old Pharisees and Sadducees could have said that uh, he's not the Messiah yeah. because he wasn't born in the right place. But God put him in the right place in that place called Bethlehem even though it was a small place. Oh, well, God says don't despise the days of small beginnings. Don't despise the small. Hello, somebody. God uses the small in Jesus' name. As a matter of fact, he called out of Bethlehem that small place, that small clan, one who would be ruler over Israel. One whose origins are of old and from the days of what? Eternity. See, you wouldn't be able to understand that unless you know who Jesus was. Because Jesus didn't just get born there in Bethlehem. Uh, his origins was at the beginning. When God said, let there be, hello somebody, it was Jesus who be. Ooh, let me say it again, bad English, but good theology. When God said, let there be, it was Jesus who be. Hello, somebody. And created the world as we know it, whose origins are of all and from days of eternity. He was an eternal being before he was born here on the earth. And that's why we say that God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. 
And whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Because he would die as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Be buried and raised again on the third day. So that today you may believe during this Christmas story and holiday. So I'm so glad that God doesn't despise the small things. He doesn't despise the small church. He doesn't despise those who live in small houses. And he doesn't despise those who drive small cars. As a matter of fact, I would drive a small car if the small car didn't cost so much. <laughs> I like them little small cars. The Chrysler's. I tell you about the story about uh, my friend Ray Jones when he was in Vegas at a pastor's conference and he he rented one of them little small cars. <laughs> and boy, we rode around Vegas in that small car, living it up. <laughs> living it up. Hello, somebody. God doesn't the small, the small things, the small towns, small people. Hello, somebody. You don't have to be in a big place for God to be big in your life. Woo, let me say that again. You don't have to be in a big place for God to be big in your life. You don't have to go to a big church for God to be big in your life. You don't have to drive a big car for God to be big in your life or come from a big family for God to be big in your life. God says, oh, he's going to bring some people out of small places to help to lead the nations. Hello, somebody. And he's really doing that here at Bethlehem because, oh, we have a program, a word from the Lord TV that's being aired all across the nations. It can be heard in New York. It can be heard in that city of 8 million people. It can be heard over there in London. That city of 8 million people can be heard in Logos. Oh, Nigeria, that city of, of 21 million people. It can be heard in the Middle East. Oh, he takes people from small places and gives them voices to the nation. In Jesus' name, and he can do the very same thing for you. Uh, you don't have to be in the city. Oh, for God to be big uh, in your life, uh, in your heart, in your mind. You can do small, big things right here from Bethlehem. In Jesus' name. Woo! If you won't take it, I'll take it home with me for Christmas. <laughs> Put it under the tree. <laughs> I'm probably out of time, man. I, yeah, I'm out of time. All eyes closed, heads about saints are praying. We want to take this opportunity. Oh, God went to great details to make sure that Jesus was who he said he would be in the Old Testament to the New Testament. And I have to go through great details to let you know who Jesus is right now. And you've heard me say this scripture and you'll hear me say it a thousand times afterwards because it never lose the power of its meaning in my heart, mind and soul. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus. 
Jesus that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and if you're here today and you don't remember a time where you've given your life to Jesus Christ if you're here today and you don't ever remember asking God oh to forgive you of your sins if, if you don't ever remember praying and believing that God that Jesus died for your sins was buried and raised again on the third day then today you can believe that's what all oh, this Christmas holiday is all about hello somebody let me say that again that's what this Christmas holiday is all about now I love some of the other things that go on during this time but oh Jesus is the reason for the season and we want to make sure that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're here today and have not accepted him as Lord and Savior, I want you to slip out of your seat right now and we will lead you in a prayer that will help to establish you into the kingdom of God. Is there one today? Is there one? Now I know I'm out of time, but we'll make time for somebody to give their life to Jesus Christ. Is there one? Maybe somebody else today. You've accepted him, but never was baptized. You never took the first step of obedience. And if you can't take the first step of obedience, then I would say to you, like Paul said, you may need to check yourself to make sure that you're in the faith. Baptism is the first step of obedience, your first public profession of Christ in your life. And if you need to be baptized, slip out of your seat right now. There may be somebody else here today, and you're not a member of this church. I want to take this opportunity to extend an invitation for you to become a member of the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want you to come and say, hey, I want to be a member of this church. Maybe some that need to ask for prayer. Jesus Christ said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Prayer must be preeminent in the life of the church. If you need prayer, you can slip out of your seat or just drop me a note or call me, text me, email me, however way you want to. And say, hey, put me on the prayer list or my loved one on the prayer list. Maybe you listen to this word and you need to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. Or you listen to this word and you, you need to be a part of a ministry that you're called to. You, you thought that God couldn't use you, but you learned today that whom God calls, he qualifies. Is there one today? Is there one? Hey man, any of these uh, decisions don't have to be made publicly right now so you can talk to me privately we're out of time would you please stand as I give the benediction and remember we're praying for divine opportunities to let people know what the real reason for the season is Jesus is the reason for the season and if we don't tell it nobody else will Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You're truly, Father, worthy to be praised. And Father, we glory in this 
holiday season in this holiday time. We pray for those, Lord, that may not be feeling the season and the reason for the season. But we ask for us that you put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, dismissed in Jesus name. Merry Christmas for those who won't be here next week. I'll say Merry Christmas now and we will be in the household of the Lord on the day before Christmas. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. God bless you. You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tan. And before we leave today's program, I want to take this opportunity to let you know the greatest story ever told. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening, you don't ever remember a time where you've prayed that prayer of salvation, where you ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart, uh, to come into your heart, where you believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today can be that time. All you have to do is pray after me or pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today believing that you are God's only son and God's only way to enter into a personal relationship. I believe today that Jesus is God's only son, that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, take over my will. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We start at 11 o'clock. Bring a family member or a friend. And I'm not inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home because you've been born into the body of Christ right here. And if you are not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or driving distance, we're praying that you will find a church home. That's your priority right now. You have to find a church home. Holy Spirit, which was given to you when you pray that prayer, is going to lead and guide you to the right place. And in that place, after the preach, preach, I want you to go down and let them know you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you need a church home. Again, I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. Again, visit our website at awftl with drmichaelkimberleyeton.org. Get to know our vision. And also there you can support our ministry. If God has moved this, moved in a way that you just have to give, visit that website, awftl with pastormichaelkimberleyeton.org. We have several ways that you can give to PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. We have also Cash App, a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And also there are books that you can buy to support the ministry. This month, uh, we're adding or letting you, making available uh, John on the Run, which is a series that I am preaching on the 
a word from the Lord TV. So you can get that book or Secret to Your Best Life. Visit the website and support us. We want to thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer.